brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hymanson. And we have a special guest kicking off the new year with us, Maureen... Lee Lenker, Hello. back with us. First ever Ret- repeat guest. Return guest. Return yeah. guest. <laughs> I, I'm happy you liked me enough the first time to ask me to come back. I think you might, now you can be officially like one of the people that we call friend of the show. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. What swag do I get? No, I'm kidding. We can, re- we can refer to you in uh, future episodes when you're not here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Friend of the show, Marie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be super fun. Well, uh, we are back with a brand new year for you guys. Yeah, happy Woo. new year. Happy new year and to everyone. Brand new franchise. Oh yes, yeah. brand new franchise. The Bridget Jones's Diary the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and like when I think when we picked this one, we didn't even realize how New Year's Eve it is. That was crazy. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I was like yeah, who did who did someone plan this? We didn't no, plan we it. Did we, never, we never planned any of these things. Yeah. Edit this out. Don't tell them. Yeah. yeah. It all started the day after New Year's. Yeah. Um well yeah, so we're talking about the uh Renee Zellweger starring uh-huh. uh Bridget Jones's diary. Um which was out in two thousand one. So long ago. So That's long ago. Right. It really was. We were all so naive. Yeah. We were all using uh, pastel-colored computer monitors and MSN Messenger. When in 2001? <laughs> I was a sixth grader and not allowed to watch this movie because it's rated R. Yeah, I was not, I was not allowed to watch this movie either. It was like before September 11th? It's April. Oh, okay. April. Yeah. 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 I was like, it, it was either like awkwardly before or something that ever cheered everybody up after. I guess. Yeah. Like, maybe the DVD cheered people up. No, that's up. Love Actually. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Ugh, yeah. Well, um... If you guys don't recall this movie, we can take a look at the trailer to help you out. In every life, there comes a time to turn the page. I decided to get a grip on my life and start a diary. Resolution number one. Will not be paranoid about weight. Will not form romantic attachments to any of the following. Alcoholics, workaholics, sleeping toms, or perverts. And will not fantasize about a particular person who embodies all these things. My boss. I was wondering if you might care for dinner on Friday night. These are, uh, for me, absolutely enormous pets. <laughs> if I'm to be embarrassed by it, I'm wearing something quite similar myself. Pet or shame. Now... She's finding herself caught between a man who may be too good to be true and a man who's so wrong. Bizarre what some men find attractive. Yeah. He could be right. The thing is, I like you very much, just as you are. Renee Zellweger. That's that's what I'm gonna say right now. So are we doing all of the Pride and Prejudice movies as well with this? Yes, we have to go all the way back. Uh, Five hour A and E yeah, yeah. miniseries. Yeah, this is now the seventh entry in the Pride. I think and they, Pride would, they would series. want you to believe that you need to do that, but really, it 
no, barely has yeah. any link to there's Pride some, and There's some proper nouns. If anybody knows, it's Maureen knows. And I saw, I am like read Pride and Prejudice quite a few times. So like I also know that there's very little similarity. I have also read the Bridget Jones Diary book that this is based on. And that is much more explicit. I read it last night. <laughs> but I love that it actually references Colin mm-hmm. Firth in the 1995 yes. A&E miniseries. It just makes things so meta. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And it does follow the Pride and Prejudice plot much closer than mm-hmm. this movie does. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, have you read the book? No. No, me neither. <laughs> it, was, it was a struggle. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I. Uh, it's literally a diary. I like, did not like, like it. I'll say, I'll say that. Yeah. but <laughs> And yeah, she's a lot less likable. Yeah. Oh, like, really? really, the characters in the movie are so much more likable. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. But yeah, we don't have to talk about that too much. But yeah. uh, anyway. Well, I'm interested in it because I, yeah, I mean, I haven't read the books and I thought it was you know, interesting that the diary doesn't play like a huge role mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah, it's kind of like just for like the climax. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah it, it comes in at the end and you're like, oh, right, there's a diary, diary. in this movie. <laughs> no, the premise of the book is that you literally are, are reading. reading her diary. And so like the way oh, at the beginning when you see her writing like alcohol units, yeah. wait, mm-hmm. like every diary every page entry, entry has oh, that. Wow. Which first of all, everybody knows that you're not supposed to weigh yourself every, every single day, day because because there's like a th- there's stuff like water and food that affect your weight on a day to day basis. <laughs> and Idiot! Also, like in this movie, she fluctuated within like a range of five pounds, which is normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she basically lost nor gained. Well, and I appreciated. She was doing fine. I appreciated that in the movie they made it like slightly more normal. She started at like one thirty six, and she wanted to like lose from there. In the book, she starts at like one twenty six, oh and she gets God. all the way down to like one oh nine at one point. And I'm like. Jeez. Go to the hospital. Okay, unless unless she's like 4'8", you yeah, did know? You, like, did you lose an arm yeah, somewhere? Oh like, my yeah. god. Well, because as I was watching, I just remember when this first came out, and then even the first time I saw it, like everyone made such a big deal about all the weight Renee Zellweger gained yeah. for the role, and, that, you know, that she's supposed to be this heavier woman. And then I was watching the movie, and I was like, no, no, she's normal-sized. In fact, yeah. she's quite thin yeah. uh, and beautiful and lovely, and you don't need to lose any weight, sweetie. You look yeah. amazing. There's even that scene uh, when she walks in on the other woman, and mm. she's like, oh, I thought you said she was thin. I and know. I was like, what? I know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's kind of a weird thing where, like, I, I watched Love Actually recently, too, and it's yeah. like, Richard... There is so it, much body it, shaming yeah. in Love Actually. Richard, Richard Curtis just has a weird, like, weight shaming thing yeah. that I don't yeah. quite understand. I, although in that one, I have to give the Hugh Grant's character credit yeah. for being like, oh, be color chubby. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know if this is true, I was just looking at the Richard Curtis filmography, and apparently he is credited for the story for Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Yeah, yes, we talked he about is. that. So, so every Richard Curtis episode, you have to show up now. Yeah, yeah that's right. He's my Yeah. Well, when they make the four weddings in a funeral TV show, you can. That's right. Anything starring Colin Firth, you yeah. got to be here for. Yeah, all those uh-huh. things. Share. <laughs> well, and it's perfect because then you can tell us all the stuff about like 
if any of this would actually happen in the UK or whatever. Like, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, do people just go around talking about how the Japanese are a very cruel race? <laughs> I, yeah. Her mother's casual racism is so disturbing. Like, oh, within God. the first five seconds of the movie, she says the Japanese are a cruel race. And she's like, you look like you just came out of Auschwitz. And yeah. I was like, yeah. yikes. And then I was like, the Japanese are a very cruel race. I was like, how do... All right. (laughs) The the World War II scars run a little bit deeper, I guess. I I will say, like, I think that um, the casual racism there is more noticeable because, like, here it's much more, like, insidious and under the surface and Mm -hmm. in sort of institutional ways. And there it, it is just, like, people... Say things out loud because they're yeah. not thinking. I mean, guys, they were the British Empire, so they feel yeah. like yeah. they have the right. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> well, yeah, so this is a very British movie that uh, at the time um, decided to cast a girl from Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was watching the special features and they were talking about how that was the people in Britain were like, what the fuck? You can't like, <laughs> yeah. you can't cast someone from Texas. Well, British you Jones? know what? A British person played Scarlett O'Hara. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's like uh, Henry Cavill being Superman yeah, or whatever, right. that, of yeah. his time. Yeah. Touche. So yeah. How, how do you think uh, her accent was, Maureen? I think Renee Zellweger is like the most believable American with a British accent. Okay. She has such a solid accent. Actually, in fact, I think when this first came out, this was, I don't know if this came out before or after Chicago. I think it's before. It was before. Yeah. yeah. It was before. And so even though I didn't see it in theaters, I remember seeing trailers and I thought Renee Zellweger was British. Oh. But beyond that, like pretty much universally accepted in Britain is that she is the American actress who's best at doing a okay. British accent. Like everyone there is like, no, I really believe her. She really sounds like she's from here. Whereas like, well, obviously Dick Van Dyke's the classic example. <laughs> <laughs> but then someone like... um. Anne Hathaway did one in yeah. Becoming Jane, and she also uh, did one in um, this movie called, oh, God, I can't remember, w- w- One Day, I think is what it's oh, called. Oh, yeah, with the yeah, What's-His-Face yeah. from uh, Across the Universe. Yeah, uh, and so, and, like, both of those, my friends over there are like, oh, God, this is painful. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that, yeah, she's she's really quite good. And I can't remember. I think that she even got Oscar buzz for this movie. She was uh, Oscar nominated. Yeah. For oh, wow. Best Actress. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And like in that featurette, pretty, uh, pretty the same amazing. thing I think that I watched on the DVD, they said that she like was like, no, I'm going to go and live amongst the people in the UK for like several months. And she like practiced working in a publishing company. And stuff, which is so <laughs> yeah. unnecessary. But, but like living in there, that's cool that she did that. So I'm like, okay, wow. So I, yeah. back to the Pride and Prejudice things. I have to say, I love that they kept the publishing company as Pemberley. Yeah. That yeah. was like one of the few things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she uh, she moved to uh, the UK and never came back. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, I was watching this movie and I was like, what has she been up to lately? Like, I feel like I haven't seen her in as much stuff lately. Well, she took a break for a really yeah. long time. And then, honestly, the first thing she came back for in a big way was the third movie. Right, that's what yeah. I thought. I was, like, I was looking at her IMDb and I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was so recent. She's yeah. about to play Judy Garland, though, oh, in sweet. a movie uh, where she, it's, it's Judy and like the final years of her life or doing her mm. Carnegie Hall concerts or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, if not wrapped, definitely mm-hmm. in production. Oh, 
Wow, that's yeah, crazy. Because I have like I, that I could was be watching devastatingly it sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. One hundred percent. I was watching this movie and I was like, she's so great. I feel like I missed her. Like mm-hmm. I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff. Like I loved Cold Mountain and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Um. So she great. had an incredible run, like right around here. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, she had Cold yeah. Mountain, Chicago, Chicago. This. I mean, she hasn't come out and said anything. But like, given the era of when this happened and the fact that these yeah, are all Miramax yeah, films, yeah. One has to wonder if yeah. her career sort of got killed by some some creepy sexual yeah. harassment yeah, I, was, I couldn't help but think about that for yeah. A too, yeah and I, I couldn't help but think about that of like we're like sexual harassments like playful in this movie at yes. the beginning and I was like yeah. I couldn't separate Probably. that with the yeah. Harvey Weinstein yeah. thing and I was yeah. just like not as... is, and I'm gonna turn the table over to you now. <laughs> I have to say though it's not as egregious as the sexual harassment in love actually yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> in that I think that both characters are really Acknowledging the fact that it's sexual harassment yeah, like and the, aware the, that their behavior is extremely inappropriate. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't. I mean, it does kind of seem like uh, he's not directly supervising her quite as much. Like he's the boss of the company in the movie, but yeah. in the book, like he's not even her boss at all. That lady is her boss, Perpetua. yeah, Perpetua. Oh, yeah, okay. And so it's kind of like, well, it's like a, he's higher up, but it does. It's not right. like uh, in love. Actually, he's not her housekeeper. Direct. Yeah, you know, like, or she's not his housekeeper. <laughs> Bring me chocolate. Even biscuits. speak English. Yeah, you know, like oh uh, god. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh. Yeah, boy. Um, So had you, I assume Eliz and Maureen, you guys had seen this movie before? Yes. I I saw it recently, like two years ago on a plane or something. Oh, okay. No, I had not seen it. Okay, yeah. I, as I sort of hinted at earlier, I was not allowed to watch Mm -hmm. R-rated movies until I turned 17. Woo! So this was... (laughs) Me neither. uh, This was one of two movies I watched on my 17th birthday as like the thing I picked to see. The other one was Love Actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That movie's rated R? Yeah. yeah. There's, a lot, the, there's a lot of nudity the in that movie. Scene, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? I guess they just, did they, just, they just edit that out for the TV yeah. runs. Oh, like, that storyline's completely cut out okay, of the okay. television. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Martin Freeman's in that movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So I saw it then, absolutely fell in love with it, and I've mm-hmm. watched it several times since. And I have to say, like, Bridget Jones, this is probably terrible, but she is like, my dream life like to just to like be a successful journalist living in the area of london that she's living in because when she goes shopping for dinner she goes to borough market which is one of my favorite places <laughs> to go in the city the food there is amazing and the it's like an incredible farmer's market and uh and yeah so like even last night as i was re-watching it when she um is shopping for her birthday dinner and then coming home and then she's the successful journalist and then Colin Firth just shows up at her door. I'm like, oh, why isn't this <laughs> yeah. Because in London, Colin Firth just shows up at everybody's door. Exactly. He's just waiting yeah. for your number to come up and it's like, oh, it's tonight's my night with by. Colin. Yeah. He might be single soon. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, honestly, like, uh, this is a movie that I probably i mean i probably would have maybe seen at some point but uh in the future but i never expected to be watching it in any sort of capacity like this for sure and uh uh i really had a good time with it i I, uh, yeah i thought uh yeah renee zellgritwiger is amazing in this and i i how many times i mean is it it's not usual that like um so this is pretty much like a a rom-com film Mm -hmm. um and how often are people getting like you know 
Academy Award nominated out yeah. of something yeah. like yeah. that. So I thought that, you know, learning that was like uh, pretty amazing and, and she deserved it for sure. Um, I love the opening of this movie. Uh, there's this, the, the opening credits scene is like amazing where she is uh, in her apartment by herself <laughs> singing along to all by myself. <laughs> yeah. And I loved, there was something funny. Like uh, I was watching this and I was imagining being like in the theater with people and thinking like, oh man, people are probably like cracking up during yeah. this scene. And, yeah. and I thought it was funny too, but also like watching it by myself, I was like, oh man, this is kind of like a, it felt like this like beautiful like sadness kind of like it was so yeah. it felt so real like you know like this is something that people have done like she's done in her life and like really relatable moment there i, I just i just love the opening it was um, very very cool yeah i think something that makes this movie work really well is that all of her shortcomings and mistakes are so real and mm-hmm. so human they're not these really trumped up rom-com conflicts that just seem outlandish or like a fight where you're like yeah. why are you having this fight this is ridiculous this is so contrived mm-hmm. like every mistake she makes and and all of her foibles are just really relatable and human and uh, I think you know everyone knows someone like that or has had moments like that and I think that's what makes it work so well and like every time that she finds herself in like an awkward situation where I feel like in some movies like the character would like freak out and run out of the room or yeah crying off somewhere or something like she just you know she just keeps going on with her conversation and, with yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she just is like yeah so I said that and uh, you know here's what yeah that's, next. <laughs> that's one of the things that makes the movie so much better than the book because in the movie she has to just like say that stuff out loud and go with it I think they only do the fake out where they say but I didn't say that they only do that like one time in the yeah. movie where in the book it's all internal monologue and she doesn't say nearly as many of those funny mm-hmm. things out loud and so you're just kind of like wow I guess that was funny that she thought that but she didn't say it so she's a dumb bitch you know like <laughs> I, you know, but in the movie you're like oh how cute how clever how endearing you know like so yeah she, that's why the character seems so much better yeah, on like, screen there's that amazing scene where she's like goes to that dinner with all those couples yeah, yeah. They're, exactly they're, they're, they're like they all get their I think that that's the best scene in the movie. It's one of the great, <laughs> great scenes. Tell me, Bridget, why are so many women it's, over thirty single? Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, uh. yeah. She and just she, has that great line about like, well, it's because we all have uh, you yeah. know fish scales under are, our clothes. Yeah, in the book, she doesn't say that out loud. She's just like, oh, I thought about saying this, but I didn't. And it's like, uh, oh, that, so yeah. just, just, just the yeah. way that that seems framed. Like, so she's she's dreading it, and then walks in, and then there's all these couples. I think there's like six pairs. <laughs> Yeah. And then it's just all these cuts and it's kind of like going around the room. Introducing and, them. And then yeah. like they're all just dead center just like staring at her with like the most innocent dead-eyed but also threatening <laughs> looks. Yeah. Just like, well, the, like they all look boring and yeah. they all look just like and they all say he- They all say hello in like harmony like Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. I also think you know the whole like I like you very much, just as you are. It like, means a lot more when she does sort of yeah. have verbal incontinence, yeah. Yeah. Mark Darcy says. Um, whereas, like, if she keeps those things to herself and only an inner monologue, it's like, I like you just as you are. Okay, so you like, like, a normal woman yeah. Who, yeah. <laughs> who keeps her thoughts inside. Yeah. Like, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, what else? Uh there's that moment at the end too. I know we're just kind of jumping around, yeah. but I think, you know, probably a lot of people have seen this movie. Um, 
pretty popular. But I love the moment at the end too when she just like they're announcing the engagement of Mark Darcy oh, yeah. and his and his uh, Natasha, you know, partner, his Natasha. Yeah, his Natasha. That's right. And she just his goes, partner "No." I was like, how is she going to get out of this? Yeah, and like, well, I thought, like, when I was watching it, I thought it was going to be like, okay, well, here we go. Like, it's going to be the the impassioned speech and whatever it is. And it's just like, it's just just the sound of of digging a hole deeper. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing, too. Um, I think. as far as things, the only thing that like bugged me in this movie was all the smoking. <laughs> I was well, just like, yeah, it's a, was yeah. a product of its time. I, know, I was yeah. like, God, everyone's smoking everywhere. It's great. I mean, it's this like... movie is almost twenty years old now, which yeah, is crazy. And it's true. like, and it's also like, I don't, I, I don't have a concept of how many because the two thousands just kind of merged together mm. with me for all movies. Mm. Like, I don't know how revolutionary it was or how fresh it was to have a female protagonist kind of with all of these flaws and still being I think it probably was unique for the time yeah well I will say one note about the smoking um I mean yes passage of time is a big thing but Mm -hmm. also like way more people smoke in Britain still like when I was at Oxford all the time people leaving parties and pubs mm-hmm. to go outside and smoke and it at least now is at a point where most places you can't smoke inside anymore uh-huh. but that's, that's only nice. within the last like five to ten oh, years yeah. that that's even yeah. a law yeah, that's crazy um and it it's it just a, I mean Europe in general like mm-hmm. so many more people mm-hmm. particularly young people still smoke it it just hasn't become a thing there where it's like you just you never grow up smoking and you never smoke I mean yeah. a lot of people even if they don't smoke now they did at one point <laughs> at like it's just a, a way more common yeah well. Yeah. Um. So I was curious to see who actually won the Oscar that year. Oh. And it was uh, Halle Berry from Monsters Ball. Oh. Beating out Nicole Kidman, Judy Dench, Sissy Spacek, and Renee Zellweger. Oh, so that was the Moulin Rouge year, that too. That was the Moulin Rouge oh. year. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Moulin Rouge was better. <laughs> <laughs> but both movies with Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Yes. That's right. But Jim Broadbent was nominated for another movie, that In the Bedroom movie with uh, Sissy Spacek. She was, that's where she was also nominated for. Great year for him. Great yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sort of, it's funny, this movie, I, I, always, I, I sort of like perpetually think of Jim Broadbent as like Horace Slughorn age at this point. Mm. Uh-huh. And so I was like, yeah, he's just always looked like this like white-haired old man and then when i was watching this i was like wow he actually does look a lot younger yeah. here like he hasn't always looked this old <laughs> jim Broadbent won really? oh <laughs> nice wow huh i don't remember that, that I, 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 i'm sorry it was the different movie it was tom wilkinson who was nominated for oh, in the bedroom okay. <laughs> jim Broadbent won for iris which was the judy dench movie oh oh it's um, about a famous writer yeah. i think uh, yeah okay, okay. yeah wow, great year for him yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like the uh 1939 for Thomas Mitchell, but it's Jim Broadbent, like deep character actor <laughs> yeah, yeah. in like five different movies. movies. Yeah, that was a, a, a Michael Stuhlberg move. Uh, like, that was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. that, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, especially because like between this character and the Moulin Rouge character, it's like unrecognizable. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. so. Ugh. 
Anyway. He's so sad in this movie. <laughs> I know. Speaking of Harry Potter, uh, we get Moaning Myrtle in a bathroom that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's like her, yeah, her introduction is in a bathroom. Crying in the bathroom. Yeah. I think so my funny. favorite realization when I saw this movie was like, Oh, she didn't put on that voice for Harry Potter. That's just, <laughs> yeah. that's just how she sounds. Yeah, yeah me too. Same. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, the main thing is that she's, you know, trying to lose weight, be not single anymore, and she's choosing between... Uh, trying to, She's trying to smoke less. Yes. She's trying to quit smoking. Basically, there's a thing with her boss, who is Hugh Grant, and we haven't talked about it all yet, and then, of course... Uh, <laughs> Colin Firth is Darcy, meaning the Darcy character is always an asshole in the beginning yeah. and then does something really awesome. And then you realize he's great and that he liked you the whole time, but he's just so like awkward and British Hotty. and cold that he yeah. couldn't yeah. tell yeah. you. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. What do you think about, uh, Hugh Grant? Everyone in this movie looks so young. Yeah. <laughs> Even Hugh Grant yeah. and his I, huge hair. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think this is the floppiest his hair yeah. ever was. And it's so huge. maximum flap. But he, it's he's so perfectly cast. Like yeah. He, yeah. He perfectly balances that like really suave Lothario who just ah. edges over into Cad, but you can't help but like him. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, in the hands of a less skilled actor, that character would be is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Just yep. terrible. And he makes him likable. I mean, yeah. you totally understand why Bridget's conflicted because of his performance. And, and I think it makes it, like, it empowers her choice to be like, look, I like, no, I deserve better than this so much more because yes. it's like, yeah, like, most people, most people like I'll take that. Mm-hmm. A side note, I like. I mean, this would make it yeah. a longer movie, but I do love that um, at that moment with the fight, which we must talk about. Yeah. The fight. <laughs> yeah. But um, I love that. I feel like other rom coms, she would take him back and uh-huh. then like have to get burned a second time. Right. And I love that she's just like, no, no, yeah, <laughs> no. That's the be- that was the most surprising part of this movie to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing, like, not to keep bringing up the book, but in the book, their relationship goes on for so much longer, and it goes into, like, weeks where every Sunday she's like, let's go out and do something. He's like, no, we have to stay inside with all the windows closed all day. You know, like, just typical, like, you're obviously the other woman (laughs) stuff, you know, like, just for weeks and weeks and weeks. In the movie, it's much quicker, and so their relationship seems a lot nicer and more realistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and just... I have to say, emotional fuckwit is my favorite (laughs) word for a terrible man or woman. <laughs> it's just such a perfect description. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but the fight. We yes, should talk about this fight. Um, which I'm sure you, you're going to do the other sequels as well, so it will, it will come back up. But this is my favorite fight in movie history just because <laughs> they are both so inept. Like, I, I love that it is staged in a way where it's like, here are two men who have never fought. fought before in their entire life. Just trying their darkness <laughs> yeah. to hurt each other, but having no... Co- like, the scene where they're, like, holding onto each other and trying to kick at each yeah, other. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? This is terrible. And Hugh Grant's line where he's like, should I bring my dueling pistols or my sword? <laughs> this is fantastic. I-, I also love, like, how much like they're trying to get wiles on about it, where he's like, ah, oh, now I'm done fighting. Just like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And also that they 
all stopped to sing happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. And he's like, happy birthday, dude. What's his name? <laughs> yeah. I love that, like, uh, you know, because they're at, it's like, just in a, front of a Greek restaurant yeah. for some reason. And, and I love, like, as soon as they see it happening, her, her one of her friends runs out and, like, Gaius Baltar yeah, runs in there. He runs to the closest, like, public place and goes, there's a fight happening. <laughs> you think he's going for help. You think he's going to be like, come break this up. And he's just yeah. like, fight, fight. Come on, just guys. fight. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, that guy. Uh, I, it was an interesting character thing that they made him like this one one hit wonder guy. Uh-huh. Like yeah. that's just like made up for the movie. But it was that was funny scene really where funny. he uh, was like, "Yes, it's me." And the man's like, "No, your chairs on my west coat." Like, like I like that they cut him down a notch at least yeah. once. So. Yeah, her friends in this movie are pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, she has a support system. She has, you know, like, people who give a shit about her. Right, right. The non-moaning Myrtle friend, I love that she is the Finnish prime minister on uh-huh. Veep. The, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Such a wonderful contrast between the two. Um, yeah, and I, I, you know, sometimes I think friends in these movies can be very one note. Yeah. You really don't know a lot about them. And I like that they all have really distinct personalities yeah. and mm-hmm. offer her different things mm-hmm. in their friendship, mm-hmm. but yet are still this united right. support system. Yeah, they're never like, they're never being shameful to her or anything. Yeah. Like, shaming yeah. her for her choices. And the fact but that they eat that blue soup. Yes, yeah. the blue oh. soup. What? I, I don't care what you guys. Wait, what kind of soup was she making? Leek soup. But yeah. she used like blue potato string, leek like soup. wax covered string. Like, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I love you guys, but if you served me soup that looked like that, I would not. I'd be like, nope, can't do it. I don't know if I would eat it either. I was like, we're we in a Dr. Seuss movie all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. I love, too, that when they get to the dessert, he's like, no, this is the worst one. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny with that scene. Um, the, like the This whole movie, I was thinking, like, maybe she's going to fall in love with Paddington. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was like the, the most, that's I was what I was like, hoping. Yeah, and then they mentioned Marmalade in that movie. I was just <laughs> thinking that because it was the most recent like British movie that I like, yeah. really, really loved uh, you know, this and year. And Hugh Grant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hugh Grant like, getting, kind of working on his villain chops in this movie yeah. a little yeah. bit. I was like, so Pat- Paddington's in this movie too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Paddington's just off-frame in every British piece of cinema. <laughs> He's just like in another room in her flat yeah. eating Marmalade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the world's a better place when you imagine it that way. <laughs> they need to do that as like a sketch for the did the baftas have like an oscars type thing where they have like no, skits they're, oh, man. They're it's like British. they should do a they skit where so paddington seriously. shows up in all these british movies yes. and, like just fixes things you know <laughs> i mean we still don't have an oscars host guys obviously it Paddington. Should be should be Paddington. Paddington. Yeah. Oh, wait we just dated ourselves yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all right yeah uh, yeah, they're not going to announce one before That's January true. 1st. Because yeah. <laughs> no one wants the job. Oh, man. Okay, so also is turkey curry buffet a thing that people do a lot? Yeah, so like Ugh. Indian food is hugely yeah. popular there because they colonized yeah, the yeah. country. No, sure. Curry's yeah. great, but with turkey? Yeah, so like what the British have done is taken Indian food and ruined it by putting <laughs> yeah. British things is, is, into is it. it. What, if, what, if we, what if we boiled it more and put exactly. less spices? <laughs> so yeah, so things like a turkey curry buffet or, or like that after Christmas, after New Year's party yeah. are like super common. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, but it looks really gross. <laughs> I mean, I love turkey and I also love curry. 
but I had not thought of the two. Together. I mean, I would particularly I would. in a buffet. Like this <laughs> yeah. makes it sound worse. Like I would order if it was like on a menu at a restaurant somewhere, but not like Just as a like a yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also think it's like kind of like a potluck situation. Yeah. So the turkey curry is her mother's like right. signature terrible anglicanized <laughs> Indian food. Um, but people probably all bring all sorts of different see, things. Yeah. Like pickles on toothpicks. Yeah, <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I went, I went to a, a pub uh, in London and I was just like, bangers and mash, chicken tiki marsala. And I was like, Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. One of these things. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I also the thing about the the food in this movie, it's like, yeah, I I guess she's a terrible cook. Like, we're, yeah. that's the impression we're meant to get. But she picks really complicated yeah. stuff yeah. to make. It's like just make spaghetti for your birthday, <laughs> right. lady. Like, you would be fine. But you tried to make like these like sugar nests. <laughs> Orange parfait. I mean, that's not easy. No. Like... no. Stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> Progresso and noodles. So, uh, what else do you guys want to talk about with this movie? We could, we could talk about how she becomes a journalist. That's true. Oh, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it doesn't seem like the most uh, high class show. Established. No, yeah, it's not. So... Yeah. And, the, and the, there's also a beat in the movie where this guy's like, I'm going to sexually harass you, but I'm also a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like was actually probably very true. Because this is called Sit Up Britain. That's the name of the show. And there is a show called Wake Up Britain. Uh, So I think that's what it's like a... Yeah. So it's not like she all of a sudden was on 60 Minutes. Right. It's like she's all of a sudden on the Today Show. But still. But still, yes. Or like like a a classier TMZ. Yeah. Oh, they put her out in the field like immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Like Like on camera. camera Yeah. Yeah. With not even an audition to see what she looks like (laughs) in front of the camera. No, watching this movie now, I'm just like, God, I wish it was that easy. Yeah. Well, like your, your sister's a broadcast, right? That's probably like infuriating. Uh, like... Yeah, well, she's actually leaving the profession. But, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so she she watched this for the first time with me last year. And yeah, I think she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> because you would just, I mean, Britain is smaller, so I'm not really sure exactly how it would function. But here, it's like, if you want to be on camera, you have to start in the oh, middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, you gotta go yeah. to the sticks. And then work your way up to a place like London 10, 20 years into your career. Yep. So, Yeah, she uh, when she's fed up with Hugh Grant, she places a like just responds to a bunch of newspaper ads. Yeah. yeah. And then and then there's a uh, an interview montage. But when she's going to leave the publishing company because she finds out that Hugh Grant's, you know, fucking his American counterpart, counterpart I guess, um, which is the, which we get that terrible line. He's like, I thought you told me she was thin. Yeah. Uh, she she up and leaves the company by blackmailing him. Yeah. <laughs> Her exit scene from the company is pretty fantastic. It's pretty great. I, I yeah. love that Perpetua is just like, yes, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's basically like, you need you need to you know, give six weeks. And she is like, well, or I could just, you know, tell everyone how inappropriate you're being. Yeah. And, then, and then he's like, kind of sputtering and the perpetual is like no she has to fucking follow through with this because this dude needs to be put on a spit yeah, yeah. yeah. it's great I also yeah. love that she calls the American woman a stick inside yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic so great so great 
And then, uh, yeah, she goes and it becomes a uh, viral video. <laughs> yes. <laughs> her first day on the show. Very early iteration of viral videos. Yes. Yeah. On her VCR. Yeah. yeah. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably on E-Bomb's world at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did like an animated version. Yeah. Flash animation. Yeah, it, was, it was on a You're the Man Now Dog. Uh, uh, early internet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 2001, yeah. But I love, too, that, like, even when she gets a win, like, when Colin Firth helps her get the interview uh-huh. with the um, with the Kurdish guy not yep. being extradited, I love that she's still, like, she succeeds and she gets good press, but she still is utterly herself when yeah. she's like, yeah. now, were you in love with him from the first moment you laid eyes on him? <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, and, like, the way that they play that, too, is everyone just kind of has, like, a knowing, like... Yeah, like like let's let's play along with this question. <laughs> yeah, the guy laughs for like, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it is funny. Like, I, and I, I like fish called Wanda and and all these other things. Like UK barristers dress ridiculously. Oh yeah, they <laughs> totally dress ridiculously. Still a thing. It's still a thing. So weird. It's like it's like you know you had to go now and put on powdered wigs and yeah, it's, it's insane. That's yeah, just so there's stupid. so many weird things in Britain in yeah. general that you have to wear like very specific uh-huh. clothes for that are just rooted in tradition, but make no like lots of things at Oxford. I'm like, why are we wearing this? Well, because <laughs> that's what they've worn since 1362. Right. <laughs> so, all right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> fine, we'll wear it. Fine. <laughs> Centuries of history. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I want to talk about Colin for talk about him. Well, I just think he is so perfect in this movie. I mean, he this is another character where like honestly he could not be that likable. Yeah. Like, he says really terrible things about her. Um like his big romantic gesture is helping her make dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like which is really sweet and charming, but it's not like they ever have a yeah. super strong moment of connection till you get to the very end you just get these hints of attraction between the two of them but he just sells that sort of mm-hmm. like repressed mm-hmm. british man feelings things so well like, like that scene where he comes down the stairs and tells her mm-hmm. i like you very much just as you are mm-hmm. is so romantic and mm-hmm. so wonderful and it it could that could be the most ridiculous scene or the most trite scene, and he just sells it as this really like considerate thing that after she's had to endure mm-hmm. all of these humiliations at this party, he just gives says this really nice thing to her, and he has so many great lines in this movie. That one, but then the very the very last line of the movie is my favorite when she's like, "Nice boys don't kiss like that," and he's like, "Oh yes, they fucking do." <laughs> I think that there's something really wonderful about his performance in that in that scene where he says, I like you just how you are, where she doesn't even really realize that like what he's actually saying there. And I feel like in other movies he would break that that kind of English repression and, and make some large profession. And, you know, it wasn't until later on in the movie where she's like, No, like that's all he could muster. Like that was the most romantic <laughs> like that was him bearing his soul. It's just yeah. that's how taciturn and repressed and and kind of that's who he is. And but she didn't realize that until later on in the movie and it's kind of if it's not played that way if it's not dancing right along that line if he did break that to to you know run at run down the street and be like i love you <laughs> then it wouldn't make it work as well well and it's like you know i like you just as you are is the 
not exact opposite, but it is quite different than what Hugh Grant says to her, which is, if I can't make it work with you, I can't make it with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> just like, wait, did you think that was a nice thing to I know. Say? Like, when he said that, I was like, what? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I also think it's very interesting. I read an interview or maybe listened to it. I can't remember. It was a long time ago, a couple years back. Uh, Colin Firth was talking about sort of his role in creating the myth of the quintessential Englishman Uh and he was talking about this movie and the Pride and Prejudice miniseries a lot and he was just saying like it is such a myth like right no one like Mark Darcy really exists and people in Britain would be like who is this stuff shirt (laughs) (laughs) and so I do find that really interesting in that he's so wonderful at playing this but he also sort of acknowledges that this is like an extreme exaggeration of that like sort of stiff upper yeah. lip unable to express feelings kind of thing um and i will say yeah like having known a lot of people there they definitely are a lot more circumspect as a culture like my friend uh who was american dated another one of my friends who was british and she said it was just so difficult to get him to express emotions or talk about how he was feeling on any level because they just that's not something they really yeah. do. Like, you don't do that with your family mm-hmm. or your girlfriends. But at the same time, like, yeah, like Colin Firth is right. Like, it, it's a g- gross exaggeration. <laughs> and it, people in England would find someone like that, like, mm, you're okay. <laughs> okay, robot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fine, don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of the funniest things in this movie to me is the book that they're promoting this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Kafka's <laughs> Motorcycle. <laughs> the greatest book of our time. Yeah. Yeah. Asshole marketing okay, yeah. slogan. Especially if you're going to invite all these other yeah, authors to the party. <laughs> yeah. Like. And I, I, yeah, I did love. I did love that scene where she's like, "Yeah, you introduce me," yeah. and then it's like the greatest book of all time. But yours is pretty good. (laughs) Yours is also pretty good. (laughs) One of the greatest (laughs) books of our time. (laughs) Oh, God. I I, I love the whole, like, uh, Fitzherbert tits perfect. (laughs) And I think that's another reason the sort of sexual harassment thing is, like, doesn't feel super cringeworthy, Uh even with all of this time that has passed yeah. because you have that contrast of the this guy, guy who, yeah. who really is a creep versus... And he really is her boss. Yeah. 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 Versus Hugh Grant, sort of. I, I feel like it is... They do it in a way where the flirtation is like he doesn't cross the line until she's opened the door for him right. to do so. Right. So it feels not as bad as some other movies from this era that have storylines like this do. <laughs> we definitely haven't already mentioned them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Bring me chocolates. <laughs> um, so Tyler kind of famously never watches the credits. Did you watch these? Uh, no. <laughs> There's uh, footage of them as, as little children. kids when she's playing naked in, in his paddling pool. pool. Yeah, did you like this? Or no, I thought oh, it was okay. incredibly creepy. So did I. I was hoping that no one was like, it was so cute. No. I was like, First Ooh. of all, I, it may be a Japanese thing because we're so cruel or whatever. But my mom <laughs> was always like intensely against like 
little kids running around naked. Like yeah. there is maybe one photo of me in the bath, but we were never ever running around naked or, or even only in a diaper. Like she yeah. would rather die than have us <laughs> be seen like that. And so, especially cause this is not even a baby. It's a four year old. And then he's an eight year old and he's watching this. And also it's like, so he kind of already likes her and it's like, Oh, I don't like this. No. They even talk about it, how it was kind of perverted early, yeah. early in the movie. And then they showed the scene. I was like well now it makes me think that he was like creeping on her like yeah like for forever when he just (laughs) joked about it it was kind of funny but then when you show the video it's like yeah and also she drink she drinks wine in the video the thing i don't like about the video is that they try so hard to like show her foibles at a young age so she like drinks out of a wine bottle she eats like half a piece of cake <laughs> yeah she and- like uh she's playing with candy cigarettes or whatever which like okay whatever they had those then but yeah like drinking actual wine is like um what like yeah. they have child services there right <laughs> yeah although i will say like people do drink from a much, much younger, younger age with their family yeah. but probably not, not four years old running around <laughs> yeah. with a bottle <laughs> yeah and I, it seems was, like i made the right choice here guys it's like i don't know why i don't know why they included that at the at the end uh, i mean i don't know if there was like some need to feel like they wanted to make it seem like they were always meant to be or something like that. I it's think just like, I got didn't the need impression that. because of course I had to uh, research this scene heavily. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I got the impression that it was supposed to be at the beginning of the movie. And it, it like, cause it was like deleted scene. Like I saw it listed as deleted scene elsewhere where she was like from the beginning, we blah, blah, blah. And like, oh. it was a, more like a preamble. Okay. And then yeah. they had, had this footage and they were like, oh, it doesn't really work at the beginning, but they were like, oh, throw it in the credits, you know? Well, I'm so. glad they cut it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. that would have yeah. been bad. Too. But anyways, <laughs> I can do your, uh, the child star check-in on these two kids. Um, the boy, young Mr. Darcy, uh, is Joshua Manasseh? Manasseh? I don't know. But he went to Cambridge, London Business School, and he's an investment manager at Ardian. And like So he sounds literally like, like real re- Mark. Yeah, yeah. He's still <laughs> he still kind of looks like Colin Firth and Whoa. How old is he? <laughs> <laughs> Twenties, but like the, okay, uh, <laughs> it's just a thing that like young you people, young people in London, on LinkedIn? or the U- yes, uh, young people in London or the UK, like they just look so much cooler on Instagram. Uh, like what the hell? Just in general, when I'm on the train there, it's like when I walk around the streets here and like you know, sorry guys, but when I like see men here, I'm just like, Ugh. and when I'm on the train there, I'm just like. You're attractive. You're attractive. Why are you all so much more put together? Yeah, I all, don't understand. They all look like models on their Instagram, even though neither of these kids is still in the business. Like they look, every single picture of them looks like a model picture on Instagram. It's just like, okay, people are just cooler there. I think. Yeah. So, um, but more yeah, put together. Yeah. yeah. He, um, that's him, and uh, the girl, uh, little Bridget, is Kia O'Hara. Um. And she is now, like, in the professional horse racing industry. Oh, uh, Like, uh, as a rider and a trainer and uh, working for the... So like, they both have, companies. like, the most posh British job yeah. 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 possible. <laughs> yeah. And um, she has, like... Uh, I think she created, like, a new Twitter account every couple of years when she probably decided she had outgrown the other one. And then, like... So you can, like, go back and see the one she had from when she was, like... 
14 to 17, you know? And uh, then you can what? see the one where she's, like, drunk tweeting all the time. And then now she has, like, the uh, one with, like, pictures of her boyfriend or whatever. And I was like, these are all her. But, like, you know. Like she, different yeah. <laughs> And they just, like, live there There's, as like, time capsules. Geological layers. Yeah. <laughs> could, you, that, layers. could you imagine if Bridget Jones could tweet? Yeah, well. I bet, I bet we'll find out. Uh, also, it was weird because for some too. reason... These two kids have been, like, scrubbed from the record of being in the movie, like, on IMDb and stuff. Really? Like, they've been completely removed Maybe off Maybe they IMDb. were uncredited, though. No, in the credits, they're there. They're there. In the, and the credits, they don't even do, like, a long cast listing, like, American movie. Like, they, there were just those mm. uh, cards that had, like, four people each. Right. And they were in the last one, like, huh. Young Bridget and Young Darcy. And, like, I had huh. to put the DVD back in and go back at, because I was like, I remember it was on the credits, but it's completely like not on Wikipedia, not on IMDb. Like, I don't know wow. why. Maybe but they're maybe embarrassed or something. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe, maybe, maybe they've about, requested to remove about them. minors, but also there. sometimes IMDb just has shortcomings yeah. Yeah, like yeah. that. So like someone might've just never in. Cause yeah, it, it, yeah it, it, there is a wiki nature to it of people just typing it in. Yeah. So. yeah they both have IMDb pages that have mm. nothing on them. Huh. Oh. Like, so did they just ma- name and absolutely nothing, That's and then they're why, not. Then. The movie doesn't have anything. So about this those was characters. probably like the only thing they ever did. Yeah, yeah. That's probably but it's why. just so weird. Yeah. Like I was like, why? Like hmm. both of them have been like removed from it, but oh whatever. Yeah. So Anyways. I, I have a question about plot, which is that. Do you believe when Mark Darcy leaves the apartment that like he genuine at the end that he genuinely is mad but then like changes his mind halfway and has to come up with this excuse of buying the diary or is that always his intention I think, I think you he has to because like if you're like oh that's sweet she's a writer you don't leave the apartment <laughs> yeah. yeah or you say like hey i'm gonna go get some beer exactly. or whatever you know like, yeah. i'm gonna go buy cigarettes <laughs> or when she's calling out the window you're like i'll be right back yeah <laughs> Well, because I, yeah, I thought like, oh, I didn't think he would be mad because he knew that she had like the wrong impression of him yeah. Yeah. from uh, Hugh Grant's character the whole time pr- prior to that. So it would make sense that she had all these like, this guy sucks in her diary. So I didn't think he would be, I was like, why did he get mad and leave? Yeah, maybe it's not so much mad as much as just like a overwhelmed. I just, I just need to take panic. a walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. I got to go outside for a minute and then he sees a stationary store. And, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah. fresh start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to say like the emotional payoff of that moment of her running in the snow <laughs> yeah. and her underwear. And then again, the best last line of a movie ever <laughs> um, is fantastic. But there is, that is the only moment in this movie for me where I'm like, okay, this this like getting him out of the apartment, creating this last moment of conflict feels super contrived. And super there are like yeah. plot holes here <laughs> there's, that there's, I'm there's, there's another about. moment uh, like that where it's, it's Bridget's mom and her dad, which we didn't talk about at all. Oh yeah. But like, so like she left to, she left him. They got to, to date this like shopping, the shopping channel douchebag. Um, <laughs> but you. then, and then, so he's been depressed. And so and then when she comes back and she's like, I, I want to get, get, get back together. And he's just like, I don't know. It's just been so hard. And, and it feels like, like, oh, that's like, that's a really yeah, real moment. Super genuine. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then he's just like, uh, I'm just joking. You fat cow. <laughs> <laughs> Which he literally he calls her. her yeah, yeah. And I was just like, Oh, like why? And, and, and like, this is, 
He won an Academy Award this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I would have respected him more for the first response. No, for yeah. the first response, yeah. yeah. So like that, that part felt contrived to me. It's like, yeah, it's going to work we just, out. We just need to like get through this storyline. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we're not going to stretch out the conflict yeah. here. Like, yeah. yes, they're it's fine. But like, and, and maybe maybe it's just a credit to like Jim Broadbent like really acting like that part. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just like, no, I believe that. And it's like, you, you, he, he, he wouldn't turn that way. Like, <laughs> yeah. I will say like more like little things that are really British. I love the, um, when her and her dad are watching the the television right uh-huh. before that moment that they both have their Christmas cracker paper oh, crowns yeah, on. Yeah. Like, there's just so many great little details in this. And I, I like Love Actually a lot more than Elis does. Uh, and, and I you feel tell that, we may have discussed this once or twice. <laughs> I, but I feel, I feel the same about that movie in that there, it, it is such a British film and there's so many little details that mm-hmm. are just things that are inherent to the culture that make it work so well. And obviously it was made by British people and produced and shot over there. So it is, but that's really where you can tell the difference where it's Mm -hmm. like an American wanting to set a film in Britain where it just like paints in wide strokes and broad stereotypes versus a film like this where every detail from like where she buys her groceries to her walk to work to these little crowns is so authentic Mm -hmm. and true to what being a 30 something woman in the early 2000s in London would be like. Mm -hmm. Cool. Do we have a rating system? Yeah. Do we want to, we want to wrap this up in blue twine? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> How many bowls of blue soup <laughs> would you give this movie? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm puking over here. Like, we need to give it a better rating system <laughs> than that. How many ugly reindeer jumpers? How many? How many? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six jumpers. I think that that I can appreciate it for what it was. Going as having never seen it and watching it in 2018, there's a lot of stuff that didn't necessarily resonate with me. But I could appreciate it for everything that it was, and and I still really really enjoyed it. Now I'm talking about, it, I'm going to seven. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm gonna give it a seven yeah. right off the bat um, because I, I feel like you know it's uh, hard to make a great romantic comedy that like you know. Is it, up. Yeah. <laughs> isn't like super saccharine and stuff like that. And and also like I think that um Renee Zellweger sorry, Renee Zellweger's performance throughout is so lovably awkward mm-hmm. and she's just like amazing and every time every way she deals with all the situations she's in, I just found surprising or very realistic and um, I just thought she was a great character and uh yeah, I I wasn't sure what I was gonna think and I had a good time with this movie. I'm giving it nine reindeer jumpers. <laughs> nice. Because it's not, I don't think it's the best romantic comedy of all time, uh-huh. but it's pretty high up on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the cast is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it, it, in my book, anything with Colin Firth gets bonus points. <laughs> but I think there are so many things that I love about it. The the Pride and Prejudice ties and the way that's handled is really clever and fun. But the number one thing I like about it is just that Unlike so many rom-con heroines, she is so real Mm -hmm. and relatable and lovable because of that. And I think that's what really takes the movie to another level is that she doesn't feel like manic pixie dream girl yeah. romantic comedy trope she feels like a real person and both guys too as like i was thinking about yeah. this it's like it's it, it's a kind of a movie that has slapstick beats but really cares about the subtlety of the people and the characters and it's that kind of 
playing into the subtlety and the ambiguity that makes her being torn and making these decisions work on a way that doesn't work in other movies. And with those slapstick beats, it also has really touching, genuine moments mm-hmm. of emotion. I mean, when she gets her heart broken mm-hmm. or feels conflicted, you really feel those and you you feel for her, for her loneliness and her just wanting to have a connection with someone and mm-hmm. find happiness. And then the thing, I know we said it gets resolved too quickly, but the storyline with her parents is, yeah. it really is yeah. sweet and touching and, and well done apart from the very quick resolution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't talk about this, but this is a... Uh, Female director, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Shad Maguire. Another mm-hmm. thing that always helps uh, female protagonist yeah. movies. Shocking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And she directed all three in the franchise oh, as cool. well. So I think that's something that's that's really cool. Yeah. And uh, I forget what it is. I think she has some sort of relationship with Helen Fielding, who wrote the okay. original I think I read novel. The, they're, they're just they're close they're friends. They're close friends, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's how she ended up taking on the project. But I, I think that's important, too, because that means that when you're shepherding a work to a screen, mm-hmm. you have a relationship with the original author. That means you're honoring their intentions. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, I will give it um, eight jumpers because... Uh, Having just like pretty much read the book concurrently uh, with the movie, I'm like <laughs> I read the book both before and after watching the movie because I had to fit the movie in between there. Um, but uh, appreciating how much they added to the film or changed things that to me made it so much more likable than the book plot and even just lines and characters and. Um, particularly the performances like made me appreciate the movie version a lot um knowing that it came from this book i guess so yeah Yeah. nice well uh you know as the end of the film says this is only the beginning (laughs) (laughs) yeah so don't tell us maureen but uh well yeah what do we think will happen in the next the next one's called bridget jones the edge of reason um, what does that even mean? I hope I hope that it's, it's not a Home Alone Four type of scenario <laughs> where uh, no. they, they they blow up the entire thing. they are like, <laughs> mm, <laughs> but they might be that bad. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah I don't know. I think uh, I think if it's the edge of reason, sucks. she yeah <laughs> she's gonna go into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes it seems like she's gonna lose her mind in this movie or something. <laughs> it's gonna be a crossover with the yellow wallpaper. She's gonna go to sanatorium. <laughs> Like, none of that is actually that far from, <laughs> from, from what is going to occur. Oh, boy. All right. I, I, I Maybe we'll to see a future and she's still a journalist and they play that up more. Yeah. I I'm assuming we're going to see the start of, or like, maybe they'll jump in and they'll be like, oh, they've been dating now do we, for do we, two years. Do we think there's a quick little Hugh Grant cameo at some point somewhere? Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've seen, like, the picture and the poster and stuff, so... Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. But anyway. Fair, fair. Uh, well, yeah, I, I guess... will. I will say, just so you know going forward, there were book sequels as uh-huh. well. Uh, and the book sequel that came out, like, a year or two before the third film came out... Uh, I, I don't know why, but Helen Fielding killed Mark Darcy. Like, he died. <laughs> and the book is mostly Bridget, like, working through her grief. And what? being single again and trying to find happiness on sure. her own terms. And, like, Bridget Jones fuck that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck that. How did he, how did he die? 
I think he has a heart attack. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, but sad. it's like terribly yeah. sad. So I will say another case where the the movie's far surpassed. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> the, not go that way. Just based on the advertising, I know it doesn't go oh that my way. God. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, uh, that's gonna be interesting. Um, uh, space, we'll- space, <laughs> space. <laughs> yeah, I feel, uh, Maureen, like, we just jumped right into it. And we didn't even, like, let you introduce yourself or oh. anything. If any, if anyone, if this is their first time hearing you. That's uh, if true. If you want to, like, uh, <laughs> say what you do and sure. uh, where people can find more of your work. Yeah, so um, I am a journalist, just <laughs> like Bridget. Bridget. <laughs> uh for Entertainment Weekly, the uh, entertainment magazine, and EW.com. Uh, and you can find all of my work on EW.com under my name, Maureen Lee Linker. Um, and some cool stuff I've written recently. Um, I just did my top 10 romance novels of the year. So mm. if you're tuning into this because you love romantic comedies, go check that out. There's some great reads in it. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I've got uh, – it will have come out by the time you're listening to this, but I've got all of the exclusive first scoop on the Downton Abbey movie <laughs> forthcoming. So, Speaking uh, of stuff, shirts. Yeah, <laughs> no so, uh, so be looking out for that. Um, yeah, and so you can find me on Twitter at the Maureen Lee. All one word, no uh, underscores or spaces or anything like that. Uh, yeah, and I tend to post most of my stories on there, so long as they're not just like a, a breaking news hit that uh, that I had to write. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, check check it out. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for being here with us, yeah, uh, Maureen. Uh, it was great to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. And hopefully we'll have you back again sometime. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm glad that the sequel went well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Better than so many. That's we've so had. meta. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, speaking of, we still need your suggestions on what franchises to do for the rest of the year. New year, new ideas. There's only Send two on. more of these. So yeah. Yeah. So we'll we're be gonna, done quick. Yeah, it's going to be a quick one. Um so yeah, please email us sequelrights at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media um, at Sequel Rights, at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you know, we do news and stuff on there. I think uh, if you've been listening to us so far, you might be interested to know that Dragonheart has another sequel <gasps> coming. Tremors has announced another sequel. So we are so excited for those. We're back in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And please uh, go on the Apple iTunes and rate review us. Uh, if you want to leave us a five-star review and tell us what your movie resolution for this year is, uh, <laughs> that would be fantastic. What's a movie resolution? Do you want to see more? Do you want to see less? I'm going to see 20 movies this year. I'm going to see, I'm I'm gonna see, see 20 movies this, this month. month. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to watch more foreign films. Got it. I'm going to figure out how to have two AMC stub list <laughs> subscriptions under my name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it's been a great start to the new year, you guys. Hope everyone's having a good one, and we'll see you guys next week for Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason. Which sounds like <laughs> an album title. Yeah. <laughs> the Edge of Reason! <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.